Turtle calm, turtle calm Replace my rage with your calm Take me back where I belong Back when my life had hope Alex and Tim lend their voice To old Splinter and the boys Tell us tales of turtle toys And Pat Fraley's quips and quotes Cover me with toxic goes I've got nothing left to lose Give me Bebop, keep the booze Cause he's my favorite swine Turtle cum, turtle cum Two kilos of turtle cum If you teach me what I want Then April could be mine Greetings, TurtleCom listeners. What is up? Happy Tax Day. Happy Tax Day. Uh, when you hear this, it'll be April 15th. Which, in the 2014. In the 2014. Yes. Uh, which means our last episode, which we didn't even talk about, was April Fool's Day. Ha <laughs> ha. Joke's on you guys. Yeah, that was the joke. <laughs> the joke was not mentioning it or doing anything for it. Yeah. We, we got you this time, guys. <laughs> I should get married on April Fool's Day just for that. That'd be fun. Just so I could get away with, like, you know, if I forgot, I could just be like... Pranked. Gotcha. <laughs> that was the joke. You I thought like I had all these that, plans. Though, half your guests wouldn't show up. Because immediately I would go, April... For- <laughs> no, you're not. You have to marry a comedian. Because yeah. then, that you know, as an improviser, it's like the perfect day for you two. Yeah, I would not go to your wedding if, you're, if, you're, if, you're <laughs> if your wedding was April 1st and I saw that on an invitation, I was like, this is, there's no way this is real. Nah. First of all, Tim doesn't know the touch of a woman, so I'm just going to put this here. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to work that joke <clears throat> But he knows the touch of his oh, dear turn guests. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> All right, uh, back to what we were talking about. Turtle Com, Turtle Com, Talking Turtle about children's cartoons. We yeah. We introduced ourselves. Uh, we are your hosts, the famous Tim Smith and... And Daleks, the friendly genie. Okay. <laughs> it's like a uh, pterodactyl falling out of its nest. <laughs> It's just that magical. Yeah, Cash landing into your ears. <laughs> and if you're listening to us, you probably searched us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. We were there under Turtlecom. Uh, if you type in, type in Turtle, I found out, we're third from the top. Get out. Yeah. Just, just generically Turtle, turtle yeah. on Google. Uh, no, on iTunes. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I was like, that's a, that's incredible. <laughs> we don't have that much of a web presence. But we do money. have a presence on iTunes. Yes. Booyah. And that's where we'll be. Uh, but you can also look us up on Facebook and Twitter under TurtleCom Podcast. And if you have the Instagrams... You can also search there. And uh, we just hit 200 followers this week. So, hey, guys. <laughs> fantastic. Wow, we are massively increasing in Instagram followers. <laughs> We're just trudging along getting listeners for the actual yeah. show. Hopefully you guys are still tuning in. Wink. 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 <laughs> and so if you like us, put out a little... Uh, the stars on there for iTunes and maybe yeah. Do we have any know. ratings yet? We have one, but I think from Sam. Oh, thanks, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Last episode, though, you're like, hey, if you give us a review, we'll get you a little gift out there. Yeah, I guess I owe Sam something. Well, technically, you made that promise. Like he did it. He did it after review like two months ago. Oh uh, well, Sam's not getting anything. No. <laughs> It's not retroactive. It's um, not retroactive. Games and prizes. I'm not. I'm not grandfathering in Sam for this. Unless he does a ne- makes up a dummy account and does another one. Then I'll consider it. <laughs> no purchase necessary. <laughs> Act <I'm>, now. <laughs> joining us today in the studio are our guests, Jordan Savusa. Hey. Woo-hoo! And <laughs> <laughs> I just followed your moving. No, That's... good. It was good support. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jordan is from, as you can tell, from the exotic continent of Hawaii. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, very important continent uh-huh. in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. The mi- micro continents. <laughs> but I've, he- I've heard that many times, which is uh-huh. so sad. Oh, so if you feel like setting sail on a nine-month uh, sailing tour, whatever, I don't know how long Three months. Say. Three months. <laughs> Three weeks. Are we talking about... It's a week. No, if you were in a wooden boat with sails. Oh, oh I thought uh, we were talking about Gilligan's Island. Okay. Not bad. <laughs> So, three so hour tour. Three months. Three yes. months. Three months. For some reason, I just know that. <laughs> That's incredible. Is that how you got here? Uh, <laughs> that would have been cooler. <laughs> but then it would have been way worse. Yeah, probably get seasick. Lived off of nothing but sea cucumbers and recycled urine. Oof, those <laughs> things make a mess. <laughs> but they'll make you live for like 300 years. Really? Yeah. I will be sea cucumbers. And recycled urine? Oh, okay. I'll try that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You can do more than everything once. He can at live least. forever. If I you got drink coffee. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about that. Go, give it a shot. Give it a give it a roll. Come on, buddy. Just come on. Also come on, joining us, but not with his recycled urine. Uh, <laughs> James Jimmy Buckmaster. Buckmaster uh, of the many heads of the Hydra. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> cool. Uh, for those of you listening in, he has the most incredible beard I've ever seen. And I told him walking in, I was like, I think you have the beard I've always I've always wanted. That's what most people tell me. <laughs> yes. Dare to dream, kids. One day you two could work at a comic book store so that you can finally grow a beard. Yeah. That's what it takes. Well, no. That's <laughs> mine. But, uh, <laughs> you can grow a beard, just not at a comic book store. <laughs> He's got, he has, like, a firm hold on that. Nobody else is... Yeah. Yeah. And cardigans. <laughs> and cardigans. I'm not one now. If you play your cards right, he might be later. Just don't work at a deli, folks, because that'll put a crimp in your cardigan beard lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, because you're going to wear a beard net to match your hair net. That's just uh-huh. not fun. You know, yeah. Not at all. Well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Should I push the button yet? Push the button. Man. All right. Let's just do it. Jun, 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 jun. Jun, 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 jun. It's time for comments and corrections. <laughs> I almost don't want Gabe to create like a sound for it. Because I'll miss doing the button. That's true. It's fine. Whatever he creates will be fantastic. Another shout out, by the way, if you if you listen to <laughs> The Machines. 2001 a Space Odyssey? I'm no, that's T2, you dumbass. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Dun dun that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was like 24. Did you say the flaming playground? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, the, uh, or the Black Highway. In a world yeah. where the sequel doesn't follow the rules of the original. <laughs> At all. Still better. <laughs> James Cameron really knows how to make a sequel. Although I'll say Aliens is not greater than or equal to Alien. Uh, it was still as great six years ago. Pretty good. I love, I love Aliens more. I'm a, I'm a I'm a diehard fan of single alien. One alien is enough for me. Podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thank I, you, James Cameron, for ruining our friendship. He's gonna make twenty of those, and it's a bad idea. I'll I'll go on record saying Avatar two through eight is a bad idea. I'm generally of the mindset that anything that makes $2 billion for you is not a bad idea. Well, 
I think it'd be funny if, if the if it doesn't make a great movie, but it's a pretty good idea. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I really am hoping that the sequel to Avatar is called just Avatars. Avatars. <laughs> <laughs> It's wow. even better this time because there's more than one. There were more than one last time. Yeah, yeah there's even more. <laughs> more than one. No, it's more different. Of, instead of one giant muscly marine threatening all of them, it's like eight muscly marines. <laughs> His family coming out of vents <laughs> while they're living on the tree. Yeah, the tree get in your robots. <laughs> we'll take them down. <laughs> Uh, I've led us astray. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, last episode, uh, we were talking. I made the comment uh, at the very beginning of the episode, like I always like to do, about uh, the opening sequence where Donnie is making what looks like to be the most rudimentary or very first espresso machine mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, "Huh? Is that? Po- I don't know because I don't drink. And up until like this year, I really didn't drink coffee, so I didn't really care." Uh, so I looked up espresso machines, and it said the uh, the first machine for making espresso was built and patented by Angelo Moriando. Hold on, I have to assume this is probably in Italy, right? Turin, Italy. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Turin, I don't know. Who? Uh, <laughs> no, it was Patterson, New Jersey. <laughs> Angelo Moriando of yeah Shawshank, Alabama, Shawshank, Missouri. No, I, I don't know what Shawshank know. was. You've seen the Shawshank Redemption. Obviously. New South. <laughs> You've seen the Shawshank Redemption. Of North Vernon, Indiana, where my parents are from. Uh, he, was a, he demonstrated a working example at the Turin General Exposition in 1884. It was granted a patent dating May 16th of 1884. So that was the first shell? patent of the espresso. They have a shell and wore like a trench coat. That did. A Turin? Probably. You know what? <laughs> For context, what? this is only 20 years after the end of the Civil War. 20 yeah. years after the end of the Civil War, you could have had your first espresso. That's incredible. It took Civil War veterans 20 years to make espresso? <laughs> I'd imagine if you got your label off by a cannonball, you would want to pick me up quicker than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they really just let Reconstruction go. They really had to solve the espresso matrix. <laughs> I would probably be the worst Civil War veteran. Just because, like... <laughs> no, you, you, your beard proves that you are the best. If I got my leg blown off by a cannon, all my letters would be like, My dearest Bay. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> oh, my. God, the pain. The pain. It's throbbing right now. I miss my toes. <laughs> you call me Stump from now on until the day that I perish. Stump. Grandpappy Stump. <laughs> <laughs> back uh, in those times you could be a grandpappy at 26 totally <laughs> most were back in those days most were and then uh, the only like other evolution of the, the espresso machine was like around 1901 they came up with it it was a more mechanical um, engineered um, version of it there was like a bunch of different types of them there's steam driven piston driven mm-hmm. pump driven uh, but n- then now in the modern day because they have all these machines there's semi-auto automatic and super automatic well what <laughs> when are the oh. politicians going to start debating espresso machine control yeah laws uh, <laughs> so, what are you trying to do about getting automatic espresso machines off the streets <laughs> children are going mad they're too automatic we're trying to deal with getting the super automatic ones off the streets <laughs> these kids are rattling down the street like jagger machines are making their own and then, <laughs> 
the espresso machines have taken over. Do you think T1000 was just an autom- super automatic espresso machine? <laughs> Food for what, thought, guys. So you think Angelo, <laughs> Angelo Moriando birthed Skynet mm. in 1884? So really, <laughs> we were off by like a century. Okay. All right. Well, uh, the only thing I will say about that uh, is another one on Dyson. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 1905, the patent was bought by Desidio Pavoni, who founded the La, the La Pavoni Company and began producing the machine um, commercially, one a day. Wow. So this was like I don't know around the time of I don't know mass production happened yet, but it, was, it still took them the one, industrial revolution one day to make one, one espresso, espresso machine. machine. I guess that's good. I mean, depending on what his staff yeah. was, you know, a factory yeah. staff of like eight, that yeah, kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, if he yeah. had 400, it was a, it was that a small sucks. Eight Civil War man. veterans with four legs between <laughs> them in a factory trying to express them. First of all, what are these Civil War guys doing in Italy? <laughs> these expats ended up in Italy? Throw all the opium in there. So the second thing I wanted to talk about. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I've really just. <laughs> Derailing us left and right. Yeah, uh, it's bad today. We we mentioned or Callie brought it up last time. Uh, sin eaters. Yes. We were talking about you know like okay well, like is there like you know is there like cannibalistic sin eaters you know you just eat some of yourself or something like but, that primal people. Yeah, are... but sin eaters is really convoluted as far as what I was able to find. Okay. Like there's not exactly like a like historical account of okay it was attached to this um, faith this religion. Or this culture or anything like that. It just kind of pops up in a bunch of different places so, in a, a very specific time in history. Huh. Like, no singular reference <clears throat> point in terms of, <clears throat> like, from chronology. Like, it's there's no, like, okay, this is where it emerged from, or, like, <clears throat> just these are the places where it seemed to happen. I just saw a whole bunch of different places it popped up. Like, uh, well, I mean, well, what is a sin-, sin eater, for one? There is this article called The Weird But True History of Sin Eaters by Keith Veronese. Uh, and he kind of used the best language. Uh, sin eaters performed a ceremony wherein they took on the sins of the deceased that the deceased performed, the sins that went unforgiven or without confession prior to death. People typically hired a sin eater in situations where the deceased had died unexpectedly <clears throat> by consuming bread and a drink, usually wine or beer, placed on or ritually waved over the dead body. Onlookers believed the dead person's sins were digested by the eater after he or she consumed mm. the beggar's feast. The act appears to be confined to the 18th and 19th century Europe, with no accounts of necrocannibalism noted. So, hmm, okay, <clears throat> that's what he said. But. Sounds like that until Seinfeld, where Newman <clears throat> just ate all the muffin bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar. Mm. Newman is a sin eater. It just sounds like mm. they just wanted to drink. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like like well, those. Well, yeah, seriously. Because the thing is that they don't get paid very much. <laughs> And like they become, they become, uh, what do you call it? Like outcasts, societal outcasts. And what was it here? Oh yeah, uh, this wasn't an especially well-paid job. The sin eaters would receive half a shilling or more Oof. in the addition of to the scant meal. A <laughs> half a shilling amounts to no more than a couple U.S. dollars when inflation is accounted for today. <laughs> wow, that's a bogus. That's a bogus trade, man. Get out of that. That's a good career. <laughs> People go to school for that. Okay. <laughs> and then you have the social stigma. I was like, oh, this is the sin guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That sins. guy. Full of sin. He's literally full like a tick. Of, like, a crowd of people's sins. No, you don't want, you don't want to meet that guy. I guess the, the thing I was not aware of <laughs> is that it typically takes place post-mortem. And it's not like, oh, um, he's going to eat the sins of, of their presence. As it's, they're dying. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which, I mean, why would that make sense? Like, as they're dying, I'm going to eat your sins. Couldn't you just ask for forgiveness then? You'd think. I mean, it seems like it's, a, it's tied into Catholicism, but the, they tied to Aztecs. That would be a terrible Aztecs. thing, because then you have a man basically dying of typhoid as someone eat, like, um, super, like, um, oh, um. make sure you eat a piece of bread for that time I cheated on my wife, and make sure you eat a piece of bread for the time that I flipped off that, um... Dumb girl and oh god. It's oh so like as you're dying, we're trying to remember you for all your greatness and you're like, You sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you were bad. Yeah. This just came out. <laughs> you did that? Yeah. Oh, eat that bread. <laughs> like you know when someone's really bad when like they're about to die and you just see like a wonder bread truck pull up to their house. <laughs> and the city to come out. Followed by like, the Sam Adams truck. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> a bus full of sin eaters. Yeah. They're all really overweight because they've been eating all these carbs. Rawr. Rawr. into the houses. They had to do it after they died because they couldn't do it when they were alive. You'd have to wait till they bury them, so everyone could just just be a bunch of fat people in grave graveyards just going. Rawr. 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 Drunk fat people just eating bread in graveyards. <laughs> Was it, uh, That's I'm history for the you. World. <laughs> for three dollars a day. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm a Jesus for everyone. <laughs> uh, they have a bunch of different names for the the thing that they eat, though. Like in Bavaria, and eating, uh, they, they called them, I guess, corpse cakes. What? Uh, that makes sense. The little bread that they eat in the the Dutch, we called them dud cooks or dead cakes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and I think in America in the 17th century, they just called them burial cakes, which are still made in parts of rural. Reminds me of urinal cakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> urinal cakes. Uh, oh, last note. I mean, last uh, comment or correction. This is something we've not really talked about specifically, uh, but in light of the last episode, mm-hmm. you know, we need to start referencing it again and again because this show just fails at every corner. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the legendary Bechdel test. What? You've not heard of the Bechdel test? This is the first time I've ever heard those words put together. Wow. Bechdel? Bechdel. Oh. Bechdel. <clears throat> the Bechdel test is a test named after the American cartoonist <coughs> Alison Bechdel. Who oh, it's like the woman test? <laughs> it's like, oops. <laughs> well, we just failed it. You'll have a few, you'll have a few comments. Uh, I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's the greatest justification. It's like, oh, no, I know a black person. I met one once. Is that what I say what I think it says? Uh, yes. In 1985, Alison Bechtel had a character in her uh, comic strip, Dykes to Watch Out For, voiced the idea, which she attributed to her friend Liz Wallace, uh, for this Bechtel test. The test was originally conceived for evaluating films, but has been since applied to other media. Oh, I have heard of this. Yes. Yeah. And essentially, the, the test really just is, is looking for three things. You just have to look at any piece of media or any work and say, and ask, okay, it has to have at least two women in a scene mm. uh, who talk to each other, and then the third thing, about something besides men. Yeah. yeah. Irma and, and April are failing on that one on the reg. <laughs> Uh, The interesting thing about this test is that the Bechtel test uh, only indicates whether women are present in a work of fiction or a certain degree. Uh, A work may pass the test and still contain sexist content, Hmm. though. And a work that has prominent female characters may also still fail the Brechtel test. Does this also apply to cartoons about mutant turtles, though? Where your primary, like, protagonists... Are adolescent, mutant, yeah, ninja adolescent turtles. mutant turtles that happen to be ninjas. I think we can I find some way to like apply you this. Shouldn't. <laughs> 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 automatic failure. 
I mean, Larry Parr uh, does not write anything that passes the Bechdel, Bechdel test. test. That's a fact. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or what was it? Uh, Patty Howe. <laughs> Patty. Well, she's. That's the crazy thing too, because she is a lady. <laughs> a lady. Like you failed women. <laughs> <laughs> Get the test. Get the test. Get the woman so test. to recap, mm-hmm. the test is has to have two at least women in it. Period, or yeah. any any given scene. You have to have, have, have at least one scene with two women in it who talk to each other uh, about something other than men. <laughs> wow. That was that was the original basis as it was conceived so in her comic strip. So interesting. Uh, what did I I shorthanded it to? I think D walk uh, <laughs> <laughs> or D walk. I can't believe it's called that. Thanks to watch out for it. It went on for from nineteen, I think, eighty-seven to two thousand and eight. Wow! So twenty-one years. Wow. Yeah. We'll and you know, it's, like, it was really successful as far as you know, it was Lovely. still going, and uh, they would comment on different you know political things for LGBT uh, um, issues and, mm-hmm. and different mm-hmm. things as they would pop up and they deal with them. But it was also a comic book, so when nothing was going on, it was kind of soap opera. You know? <laughs> Interesting. But uh, yeah. Well, we can tip our, our hat today to Allison. Yeah, it's also known as the Bechtel-Wallace test, the Bechtel rule, Bechtel's law, or the Mo movie measure. I don't know what that one's why it's called that. Mo movie. I think that's what Spike Lee calls it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> so much for enlightenment. All right. <laughs> Subjective test. Should we push that, the button? Push the button. We're done. Dun, 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 dun. That was to have comments and corrections. It's always a pleasure. I love that portion. Yeah. I love that portion. Thrilling episode that we have here. <laughs> the first thing I want to do, as I always like to do now, is uh, find something in the uh, the opening credits. And I think I have something. I'm joining you this time. Okay. I noticed something too. So lead the way, my friend. Okay. Well, the uh, the one. I mean, there's a million things to notice in it, but uh, this time it was the first shot of April, who's driving a van. <laughs> And looking back, so that her she can get a good look into the camera, and I'm just like, why? For close You're up. driving. <laughs> Probably into a building. No. <laughs> Use your mirrors. It's only a picture vehicle, though. But you can you see s- him in 1874. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the rearview mirror too, like in that yeah. shot, and it's just like the whole. F- well, and even right before that, like you can see. She's probably been doing this for a while because mm. the, tr- the the turtle van kind of like does like a weird skid thing and then it cuts to close up on April. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably always. Well, apparently, looking- I really don't want to get the camera in the mirror. Because so. <laughs> uh. the camera was very much above her, so she was not just looking back at the cars, she was looking up at the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the fourth point of the Brechtel test. <laughs> Is there a woman driving a car and looking back? Yes. <laughs> not there a woman not driving, driving a car horribly? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I brought that particular correction up or comment up. And <laughs> yeah. on a day we have no women in the room. <laughs> Oops. It's Which okay. It we failed the Bechtel test. We failed. Uh, I noticed something for the very first time. Okay. As we're going through, we're, we're meeting all the characters visually mm-hmm. in this song. Uh, we cut to Splinter as uh, Hamato Yoshi. Right. Right before his transformation. Mm. I'm noticing as he's transforming, there is smoke or steam coming off of him, mm. which leads me to assume he is boiling <laughs> before his transformation into Splinter, the rat that oh, we know. Oh, new theory. 
He's just like in a wax or rubber costume, like human costume, <laughs> and he's been a rat the whole time. Ooh. And then the, the wax or whatever, bubbles the rubber, off. Yeah, boils off of him, and then exactly. all of a sudden he's like, well, now I only made the one suit. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't expect for it to be boiled off. Hindsight. 2020, man. Yeah. Anyway, I noticed, I was yeah. like, yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah, definitely looks like, yeah, the, the rat's boiling through at that point. <laughs> and I love those hands in that. <laughs> Smith! I'm like... Becoming chaos. Yeah. I, would, I I didn't even notice it. Does he start as mm. a Japanese dude? Yes. That that I mean, it sort of depends on the mythology you're going with. I mean, in this oh, in that cartoon, in this cartoon, I mean, he was a man turned into a rat. Yes. And then he, oh, just a man, a Japanese, just man. a Japanese man. Yeah. Yes. And then he point, turned to a splinter with an English accent. Correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never really thought of it as an accent before. <laughs> or just a high status yeah. <laughs> uh, accent with no Japanese intonation. Yeah, that's it, that's it. I think, yeah, it was their attempt at being a Japanese accent, but it kind just of it had to be clear. <laughs> so it comes off as British, maybe. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's. Very careful choosing his words. Yeah. It's like, Leonardo, <laughs> can you hear me? <laughs> I mean, that's like standard Splinter. That's how they all sound, pretty much. Oh, that's true. So. Except for Raph. Yeah. Okay, so we're starting the episode now of The Mean Machines, which is episode four of season two. Uh, this is the first time we have a uh, screenplay by Michael Reeves. Michael Reeves. Tell us. Uh, and so let's see what he has to offer to this <laughs> Ongoing saga of the Eye of Zarnoth. Oh my gosh. Uh, we open to Michelangelo. Well, we open again in the sky. I don't know. They really love this, like, journeying camera to find where the action of the story is going to actually begin. It's like the third episode in a row that they've done that. Yeah, they just pan down from the sky, down to the streets. We look down on... Cross-section of sewer. a bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we look down on some cars that look like the cars from the first two GTA games. Just little flat <laughs> pancake cars, no details. Uh, you go down into the sewers, down one of the caverns of the sewers, until you finally see them at the edge of the at the end of the tunnel, uh, sparring with Splinter. Yes, it's a grand battle with the master. Yeah, mm. and how old is Splinter supposed to be? Oh, has this Bless ever come you. up? Yeah, he's got quite a bit of strength. We have to assume he's in his mid forties, right? Like we have to assume that he's probably in his. Gotta be. Are rats typically strong, too? Because he's tossing around those turtles like there's no business. Well, I mean, that's the thing. In the comics, he's really small and feeble, you know? Because uh, well, he's a rat. Clearly, he's not small and feeble in this. And then in the new cartoon series, the 2012 series, he's, he's actually, huge. He's much taller than the turtles, yeah. yeah. Really? Like, yeah, the mutagen really worked in his favor in that regard. <laughs> and he looks pretty dope, too. Oh, yeah. He's a very commanding presence. As dope as a mutant rat can look like. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Like when you see a mutant rat down the street, you're like, that is kind of dope. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing, that's the first word that pops in the mind. I like his maroon kimono. Rat. I want that. Yeah, I just want that, that ear thing and the whiskers. Style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your guy? Who's your guy, Splint? Who cuts you that that way? Who does that? Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, Michelangelo and Splinter are sparring and Michelangelo just gets his butt handed to him. Uh, And then Raph makes some comment to him and pokes him in the belly and there's this weird, awkward squish sound, which kind of goes with the animation. I really felt like the animation was just third-partied out this time. Yeah. They're really, really frumpy 
That's just fat a fancy turtles. way of saying. <laughs> but you know, third partied out. Koreans. <laughs> Koreans. Well, no, no, all of it's Koreans. <laughs> yeah, that's. There's no question about that. Oh, like third party, third. Party. Yeah, this is like yeah. So it's like South Korea to North Korea. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> they fourth partied it out in North Korea. They're like, we'll throw you a bone. We'll give you this one episode of Turtles. <laughs> I'm being way too racist and sexist for the first episode. Of the first episode I've been here. I, I just want to say really uh, not racist or sexist. <laughs> when uh, not a uh, lot. When is. Splinter throws them. Like, mm. no counter moves. <laughs> yeah. From any of the the they just, whoa! Yeah, they do seem like they're ninjas in the loosest sense of the word. Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> to be ninjas. You're yeah. a bad teacher, Splint. You, you taught me nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry, was Michelangelo somehow adopted from like a Californian family? Right, I wrote that like down. Turtles? Mm. He's the only one, like, they're all in New York City. He's never set foot in California. Donnie seems like the only legitimate born and raised New Yorker. Yeah. Leo, he seems like he should be in the military somewhere. <laughs> Actually, Raph could be there because he feels like more like a stand-up comedian, you know? Right, so he's probably doing time at the Comedy Cellar, yeah. OBS. The improv. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like Raph's voice. Oh, see, I love Rob Paulson. See, but I, I love Rob it, it's, I don't know, that voice is not what I, I don't know. Maybe what you envision for Raph? Yeah, because Raph's supposed to be like a tough guy. That's not a tough guy voice. He's kind of a dick. That's a brat voice. Well, here's we're going to challenge you to do this. In your free time, you should watch some of the new Turtle series yeah. where Rob Paulson plays Donatello. Mm. So and that's... Probably wow. It's oh, great. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I didn't immediately like the idea of it until I watched it, and I was like, no, I can totally get behind this. Also, uh, did Michelangelo, like, hit his head a lot when he was a child? Because he I, hit something. Because well, I feel like there's... <laughs> Like, Donatello is like, if Donatello, like, grows up to go to, like, MIT, right? then Michelangelo goes to, like, a, a Riverside community. community college. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he, got, he got a job at Coney Island, like, right out of high school. That's the only thing. Well, yeah. probably more likely that <laughs> Carnival they should have. Ethan's hot dogs yeah. 48 hours a week yeah. on Coney Island. Just, Oof. Yeah. Also, it like sounded sure like straight Polly Shore out of Michelangelo's mouth today. Like, yeah, like Californian, yeah. but like to the point where I was like, that was mm. Polly Shore. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, and then the greatest part here is, yeah, Rap attacks Splinter, and right at that moment that Splinter throws him, there's enough time for Donnie to swing open this enormous vault door <laughs> and go like, hey guys, look at this new invention I just came up with, and Rap then just <laughs> flies into it. Body tackles that, him. The dojo's 50 yards long. <laughs> <laughs> Proving the power of the rat. Yeah. Gravity works very weird in this universe. Like mm. the whole thing with the battering ram. Golly. A few episodes back. That was absurd. Mm -hmm. Then he drops his. He, the mm. device is thrown from his in, hands. Yeah. This was an impressive move on the Ar Leonardo's behalf. Mm. The only credit I give to him is his masterful uh, manipulation of his katana blades. <sighs> and as he catches episode. the device on the flat edge <laughs> of his sword. Is insane. Leo, you don't don't show off. <laughs> no, come on. You know, I bet he's a hacky sack master. <laughs> oh yeah. Whenever the camera's not on him, he's just hacking the sack. He's just holding the pose, letting it sit on his the top of his foot. Just holding it. <laughs> he's got giant feet, so uh, Yeah, it kinda gives him an advantage. To all the incoming freshmen, I'm the coolest guy at this school. <laughs> Leonardo. In business school where I'm assuming how Leonardo will go to. 
The business school? Yeah. <laughs> Seems like an MBA. So what takes us... Because we get out of the sewer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they end up in these Groucho Marx cultist costumes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. With a hood. Donnie's invention is... is uh, He makes it from components from, like, the crashed ship or something. Oh, yeah. And so that he uses that to track down the... What in my mind, should have been the third crystal. Right. But apparently it's only the second crystal, so I don't know what happened, because in the first episode, they find a crystal that shrinks them. Yep. And in the second episode, the last one with the plant, Shredder says, like, yeah, I just lost the crystal. And so they just go find another one. Or did they find the, the same crystal again, but now this time, it mutates organic DNA? I mean... Because, yeah, the crystal touches the moss from his foot and right. creates the mutant plant. Right. And then, I don't know. Yeah, that, that math doesn't work out. We were talking about math earlier. <laughs> we might want to do that new patented math system to check that. Yeah, linear math. <laughs> Sounds awful. <sighs> um, no, but you're right, because there was, in that previous episode with the plant, there was the, the crystal dangling in that... That ba- it was bathed in that uh, electricity. That yeah, in the electricity glow in that machine. Yeah. And that's how we got... You, that's... I don't know. Now I'm really worried that they don't know how to do math at Fred Wolf Studios. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, or maybe they just went back on... You know, we said there was only three pieces of the Eye of Zarnoth, but eh, maybe it's four or five. Just however many episodes we want to keep <laughs> going with the storyline. Really loose writer's room there, if I've ever seen it. Or maybe they're just doubling up on powers for crystals. You can do more than one thing. Yeah, crystals. Crystals, Crystals, yeah. yeah. Because Crystals. Because <laughs> crystals. <laughs> Mikey puts them into these disguise. They're cultish cloaks, with you know they they definitely have an emblem or something. Yeah, I saw that, like a little round little something. But to distinguish them from cult members, they put on uh, <laughs> the Groucho fake, marks, yeah, which <laughs> just makes them look more like a cult. <laughs> <laughs> They're a comedy cult or something. <laughs> this is the cult weirdest. Marks. Just the ongoing saga of crappy disguises that these guys get. Like the pizza delivery guy yeah. disguise that they used to d- did last time. The In the first five episodes, they had those like hip-hop kids disguises. Ugh, it was, was just like leather, <laughs> like leather jackets with like a boombox, really, and sunglasses. Everybody knows you have green skin. That's, yeah. that's a huge red flag. I mean, last episode, they didn't even try. They were walking around a carnival completely exposed. Nobody uh, cared. It was a carnival. Yeah. I, everywhere. I guess that was the mentality. Carnies are like, whatever, I've seen bigger turtles. <laughs> <laughs> the jaded <What>? carnies. <laughs> turtles. You call yourself freaks? I've seen some freaks. <laughs> uh, the bank, Yeah, as they're walking, all of a sudden, a bank gets robbed. Mm-hmm. Perfect timing. And the turtles run after the robbers. Yeah, Wizard just, Shredder's just, hanging just, out. Seriously, he was dressed like a Jawa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, they were all, they were all wearing hoods. Yeah. Yeah. Why was he in a hood? It was like a subliminal, like, hey, come <clears throat> to the next, you know, Freemasons meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's it? Michael Reeves is, is part is of the Masonic Temple? Oh, <laughs> that's what that emblem was. That's what uh, it was, dude. And the turtles were making all those weird hands. I don't know. Freemason symbolism, but seriously, like that just immediately reminded me of like Jedi Shredder, like yeah, oh yeah, you know, use the first Force Crank. Well, yeah, he's hiding under that robe, and then he like I don't know he gestured at one point, and his prong like glints in the sunlight. Yeah. That's always cool. From his yeah, his his uh, fist <laughs> shreds, fist claws. Fist claws. Yeah. <laughs> Does he take those off to eat like? I'm sure he eats uh, with them, just uh, steak. I would imagine he it's would have to. Attachment. It's attachment. Can you imagine? I can't imagine he uses when he goes to the bathroom. 
I would have to take off the No, goggles. I think he uses his scientist friend for that. Oh, oh. Baxter Stockman <laughs> as his aide. That guy is a walking wow. doormat. Yeah. <laughs> Not a doormat. He seems like he has some serious like attachment issues from his childhood. Like, mm. like it seems like Baxter never had a father, and he's trying to make Splinter that. Yeah, or Shredder. Not Splinter. Yeah, Shredder. <laughs> Just like Will Smith and uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, oh. I, I had to say. Ever since I found that out, that's Carl Banks, right? It's Shredder. Yeah, James Avery. James oh Avery. my goodness. God, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Uncle Phil, not Carl. Uncle Phil, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're thinking of TGIF. <laughs> That's right. I mean, and uh, was it Family Matters? That should just that was just an honest mistake. <laughs> Not to say anything against anyone. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, I don't know if Baxter's got like Stockholm syndrome or what. But like, his last name is Stockman. Mm, dude, like, I don't know. Hand, mm. He's waiting on Shredder like hand and foot. It's really quiet. cut to the end of the it's episode. Very unhealthy. They're in the same. And he calls him Master. All the time. Yeah, I I feel like there's like some unspoken sexual tension that's going on there. That, uh, <laughs> well, it's it's to me it seems like resolved. this is this is Shredder is so dejected from his relationship with Krang. Uh huh. Yeah. Not going he's, great. He's he's basically <laughs> this is an emotional booty call uh, or whatever. He's he's basically just taking all the the abuse he's getting from Krang and turning it around on his fling while he's trapped on Earth without right. Krang. But then there's poor Baxter, who's like, I met this great guy, <laughs> and he doesn't treat me that great, but, like, he's very charismatic. He has a lot of people these, that follow him. All of these, like, <laughs> plans. And, and like, he's a snappy he knows, dresser. like, people of, like, other dimensions he's so well-connected. He's a Freemason. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he knows what he wants. He's a Star Wars aficionado. Yeah. But yet, at the same time, like, he treats me so poorly, I don't know... If I should stick around in this relationship. Well, that's the, uh, that's the, he's putting out negs. What? <laughs> what? Negs, you know? Like, <laughs> that's, that's the cool way of saying, you know, putting out negative comments, like to, uh, or co- negative compliments or something like mm. that to, uh, backhanded compliments. Women. You know, you, you've heard the game, the, uh, that, that book on a uh, pickup artist on how to pick up women. No. And, no. Uh, you know, yes. you're supposed to peacock, you know, wearing like something flamboyant to, to draw attention to maybe like a belt buckle or a necklace or something like that. So women will be like, what is that? And then they'll look at you and okay. that gives you attention and recognition. Another thing you can do is you go up to women and you kind of be like, oh man, yeah, like you're looking like your hair is like really beautiful, you know, for brunette. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like, you just threw out an so, egg. You threw out an egg. You know? <laughs> so Shredder is the best pickup artist because he's, he's, he's not <laughs> subtle at all. He's no, like, he's, he's like, just he's just throwing it out there, cutting her down. But he's so his ego is so frail that he's just like any attention, negative or whatever. <laughs> Dude, you need to stop reading those books. <laughs> it sounds like a fascinating I have never read study. the game. I have just heard about it it's, from people who believe it works. So basically, it's Tom Cruise's character wrote a book from Magnolia, right? No, Can we no. agree that that's no? What it's this? like Ryan Gosling from Crazy Stupid Love, like <laughs> just like yeah, it's like his whole philosophy. Yeah, like no, there's some guy who Dude, like, is Ryan Gosling and Shredder friends because that's even more of a reason for Baxter to be into him. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> is he in Friends? No, like, no, are they friends? Oh, Shredder and Ryan? Yeah. You know, maybe. Mm. I actually ran into Ryan Gosling this week. Maybe the Ryan Gosling from Drive. Mm, that would be a good that point. That would make sense, I think. <laughs> um, 
You ran, you, you ran into Ryan Gosling. Well, week. not literally, but out. almost. He was on the universe a lot, and I was driving my coworkers to get uh, stuff up at you. Know, <laughs> I just clipped him with my car. Yeah, dink. Uh, no, my, my that's co- for the notebook. <laughs> Every guy who has to sit through that crappy movie with his girlfriend. <laughs> Dang it, you! No, it was. Uh, we we have a golf cart for our uh, for our office, mm-hmm. and we drove up to CityWalk mm. to get Wetzel's pretzels. Duh. And came back, sure. and as we're coming back down to the office, there are like all these little production production bungalows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And as I'm passing one, my coworker was like, "That's Ryan Gosling." I was like, "What?" Like I didn't even hear what she said. And then she was like, "Turn around." I was like, "I don't know why I'm turning around," but I turned the car around because <laughs> no, I turn around in the car and he's just sitting back there. Well, so and then it, so here's the yeah we mm-hmm. made eye contact. So I drive down and then she's like, "It's Ryan." And I was like, "Ryan Gos? Oh, Ryan Gosling." So. I'm starting to drive back a little slower this time. So this time. is the third. <laughs> you made three passes. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> doing Total stalker. <laughs> and I look over and I was like, yeah, that's him. He's taking like a, a, a photo with probably like a production assistant or like a producer's assistant or something. So he's taking a photo of your car. I was like, yeah, this like, is the guy who's following me. <laughs> yep. Uh, we make eye contact. In that moment, he looks over and I was like, I couldn't apologize enough with my eye contact, but I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but they told me to do it. <laughs> like, because we made like... He like knew what was happening, and I was like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> and then we made body count. Yeah, because I was probably no further from him than I am right now to the outside counter. Oh, wow. yeah. So yeah, it was not wow. it was not like thirty feet away or something. Like, oh, he's just driving back and forth. He's right there. It's just like, you know, you've been walking back and forth next to me, like four feet away from. I'm not. Yeah, I was just like, I wish I wasn't happening right now. <laughs> but yeah, he's probably best friends with Schroeder. <laughs> That's a good segue. <laughs> Next up, Baxter falls off the roof into a dumpster, where he finds the Iozarnoff piece. And it's always while, in trash, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's it's always in trash. The first one was in trash. The the second one was. I don't know where Shredder found it. I don't know that it was ever actually shown on screen, was it? Like like they just had it somehow. I can't Pretty sure it wasn't just like a crystal geyser that he found. Like oh hey. <laughs> a bottle of crystal geyser purified uh, drinking yeah. water? Yeah. Okay, yeah. maybe. down the crystals into H2O. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. The, the turtles. The turtles yes. have another one of their indirect um, beat the robbers with stylized violence like, right. moments. He's like, who knew <laughs> that, like... Cans of paint just like trumped automatic weapons, right? Because they weren't like carrying like handguns and like no, no, it was, no like, they, it was like M16s. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure someone had like a saw, like a fully automatic, like assault rifle. Like, yeah, and they weren't that organized. It kind of feels like there's just like, yeah, my brother, he's a terrorist, he can hook us up with some good guns, <laughs> <laughs> like the naive criminals. Like, if you combined <laughs> Benny Hill with Heat, you'd get those. Robbers. <laughs> well, they kind of looked like those '80s kids from the previous episode, like grown up, uh, which I thought was kind of strange. Did. It was weird. They looked eerily old. Yeah, but they had a ponytail with pink glasses. Uh, yeah, like the the dated style glasses the from the, and the yeah. sweats. That's yeah. how you rob a bank. Well, it also like I was thinking about it. It was like, yeah, it's the stylized violence that they use against any combatant. Like when they were fighting the plant from the previous episode, they were actually cutting that plant up. And oh, we yeah. will never see that ever again, because well, you can cut a plant up. Yeah, yeah. You stick a you stick a sigh into someone's body, and <laughs> all of a sudden it's not not for it kids anymore. Back. I know. Oh. Unless it grows back, and then you have other things to explain, like why. <laughs> 
It's like, yeah, like that's good to teach our kids. You can just stab somebody and they'll grow back or they'll heal. No. Oh, uh, also, Shredder made a comment about Baxter staying downwind, mm. oh. which uh, I have problems <laughs> um, with because he um, has a nose shield that he wears on his face all the time. So even if... Sh- that's, ba- a, that's a good question. Does, like, does he just have a never-ending supply of gum or does he just brush his teeth like all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about anybody else here, but I don't think I want to smell my breath. All the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you would always be smelling your breath with that little or face maybe, shield. We'll maybe you just become right. immune to it or something. Stay down the wind. I don't know. Maybe it's more of just his systematic abuse of Baxter. Like, that's what it felt like. You know what I mean? Like I can't even smell you, but I'm telling you that you smell. Yeah. <laughs> he did just come out of garbage, huh. right? Because yeah. he did fall into the garbage, which is just a metaphor for their relationship. Yeah. Just him swimming in trash. He pushes him off of like a four-story building. Yeah. And then he like jumps down himself. He's like, and I got it. Like, oh. I just get the hint that like, hey, this guy just threw me off. It's, maybe I should like meet other people. <laughs> meet no. other supervillains. Maybe try. No. Maybe try speed dating, Baxter. Classic <laughs> abusive relationship, right there. <laughs> so now they have the money. Better man should be playing in the background of this episode. <laughs> well, Leonardo puts the money bags that the robbers took on top of the trash. I was like, that ah, we'll let the police deal with that. Yeah, that's a good place for the money in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the roundabout way that he they hurt them, which is you know Leo throw Leo and Mikey throwing a weapon each at their weapons to knock them out of their hands. Mm-hmm. And then Leo throwing his other katana to knock off a paint scaffolding above them. Which right. first dumps all the paint, and then paint cans hit them in the head, kind of like Home Alone. <laughs> I think in reality, though, that would still... You could probably still crack somebody's skull <laughs> with just a paint can. One of those robbers did look like Daniel Stern. <laughs> <laughs> and he voiced us the one to use. Well, I think one of the voices of him was actually uh, Shredder's voice. It did sound that yeah. way. And one of them, I think the other one was Rob Paulson. <laughs> I just uh, like to see the, the prison cell where... All the uh, criminals who got caught by the turtles. Oh, that And they're just like, how'd you get a fucking paint can? Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, man. What a bummer. They tied me up with some string in an alley. <laughs> they threw a yo-yo at me. <laughs> I fell off a bridge. <laughs> oh, I hate this. <laughs> they would all be covered in just like a plethora of substances. Like, you have dudes that are like in ketchup and mustard. Yeah. You have dudes that are in like the paint. Yeah. I was in the grocery store when they knocked over a, a display of cans on me. If I was the NYPD, I would definitely like just put off, like, we're going to section off all of the criminals we catch just for the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Seriously, they're just going to have to put them into a compost pile. That's what I feel like. Just be like, well, it's just like anytime they're having a bad day, it's just like, go in there and ask them how they got caught. <laughs> you will hear some amazing stories. Man, I was in a bakery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they threw a donut it. For some reason, it knocked me out. <laughs> some reason. Rocksteady's dad is the cabbie. Uh, yeah, actually, that's, yeah, it is the voice of uh, I Townsend felt like Coleman. that might have been like Michelangelo's long-lost dad with the way that he was talking. <laughs> like, they, they, they definitely come from the same gene pool. Like they, they, Not they just were, from the same mouth of yeah. the voice actor. <laughs> no, no. They definitely come from the same gene pool. Yeah, because what does he do? He's like, what's happening? I'm being carjacked. <laughs> He's got like a weird line afterwards. I was like, he is not having a good day. He gets on a soapbox at the end a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the city, like, 
refined center, center of culture. This used to be a refined center of culture. Yeah, and he, <laughs> yeah until you moved here 20 years ago and started driving <laughs> a cab, you freak. But the only seem... white guy in New York that was ever driving a cab was that guy. Yeah, That's that was the only so job. Bitter. He's yeah. not going to run around. taking his job? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even say of, he just says we're fine. Senna Ococha. Senna Ococha. And this is another part where, yeah, the Turtles animation is just really, just, they're like four green balls, like, bouncing across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just standing there in the middle of the street. I've lost my car. Don't get out of the street because, yeah, New York's in Manhattan, there's no cars anywhere to be found. That's a little bit different. Like, he was the one guy on the road that day. Like, what was it, like, Macy's Day Parade? <laughs> it was, like, really lucky for Shredder that this one cab happened to be coming down the street, <laughs> and there was nobody in the cab. Also, yeah. I don't understand why Shredder has contact with interdimensional, like, beings, but he can't afford, like, a getaway vehicle? Or, like, a transporter? He runs away everywhere. He has a weird he concept He must be into like cardio because he just runs all, all of the, the time. time. Tough times. That's how he, you know, so he keeps those abs and those pecs going. That's true. And the running. Yeah, yeah core workout. <sighs> Runner's body. Shred angry, punches keep, crate. Keep running, <laughs> Baxter, you, <laughs> you stupid <laughs> sniveling. Well, keep you running, mean? Baxter. You yeah. need to. You're getting fat again. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just yes, cutting him down. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the next part is is Shredder. In. <laughs> He's just frustrated. He's having a tough day with the turtles. Master, <laughs> sorry for messing up. Shredder, Shredder is telling Krang his plan. Uh, and Baxter's just really overly, uh, like, yes, master, yes, yes, let's do it, You'll get anything you say. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go on a picnic? Let's go on a picnic. <laughs> there you go. Wait, Paul in from Bewitched? Uh, no. Was Paul in from Bewitched? Right. Was he or the I voice of Genie? He was on Hollywood Squares. But he was the voice of Templeton. Oh, from yeah, he was Templeton from uh, Charlotte's Web. That's so funny, I just now made that connection. <laughs> Uh, Humble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that guy. Oh, Templeton. <laughs> I played Templeton in the fourth grade production of Charlotte's Web. Really? Would you like to do it? Uh, maybe an excerpt from your. No, I mean I didn't do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like the cool rat that smoked. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're gonna go find you a piece of trash, and it's like terrific. in fourth grade. It's like that's what I, I'm like. Whatever. <laughs> You do it yourself. Candy stick cigarettes. Yeah. Did, was it a, the show? Is it a musical? Because in the movie they sing a lot of songs. I don't know if it was, I couldn't remember if it was a musical or not. I mean, that was a dark it, time in my life. Like, yeah, fourth grade was the, this. This like like the the spotlight was was on me a lot, and so I kind of <laughs> retreated into into some garbage. Some things that I wasn't. Oh. Spo- no, I'm kidding. It's fourth grade, like <laughs> apple cores and cheese. Years old, yeah. yeah. The cheese, the the huffing the cheese whiz cans. There you go. Probs, probs. Yeah. So my memory's a little fuzzy at that point. I get you. Yeah. It's funny though that Templeton has a musical number in that movie. The, the carnival. Yeah, it's like life's a veritable smorgasbord. Smorgasbord, smorgasbord, smorgasbord. Yep. That's gonna be the worst. That's, yeah. Musical ever. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do a turtle climb episode of Charlotte's Web. No. <laughs> Never, never. Terrible. <laughs> oh 
we would lose. We lose all thirty of our listeners. Yeah, we would. So fast. <laughs> like, Just jump the shark. Forget it. Done. Done. <laughs> uh, and yeah, was it? Oh, I love that Shredder calls. He's like, he's finally gets to. I think that is his thing. That's how he. Maybe that's how he communicates love is by insults. Because he calls Krang uh, just a blob it. of brains, you know? Which, by the way, does Krang have, like, a sinus infection? Like All the know. time. Yeah. Like, yeah he's I, gurgly. And... Or is he just, like, a 96-year-old man where he starts every sentence with... <laughs> <laughs> I put that here. It's like the beginning and end of every sentence. He's just slurping on a Slurpee. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Why are you bothering me, Shredder? Oh, Cherry. <laughs> During his time on Earth before banishment to Dimension X, he bought so much stock in Seven Eleven. It's the only way he can cope with that, like that, that expenditure that he made. Krang, what are you eating? <laughs> a donut. Uh, it's a p- pizza in the shape of a log. Krang, <laughs> come on! It's rolling in there with the hot dogs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> The cheeseburger hot dog, maybe? <laughs> what is with the menu at 7-Eleven? Well, the, a menu is a very... I don't know. That's, <laughs> I that's a gracious a term. Uh, things. Yeah, it's just... On shelves. Or rollers. <laughs> Food-flavored shapes is what they should really <laughs> call that section. Pretty soon they're just going to have a hot dog, but it's like palm all flavored like all <laughs> for all you health nuts out there it's, it's a cigarette butt sticking out of it <laughs> cabbage yeah. spinach and carrot flavored hot dog uh, I I went to a Kiss concert one time and I was starving and I that was the only like food that we could get before we got to Staples and I went with Jed of all people <laughs> I wasn't gonna pay all that money I was like no way that's not happening so I d- I, I sacrificed integrity of food for a cost and I bought like the chicken like nugget things there. And sure, I realize now that uh, I have no idea where those were prepared at. What animal they were made out of? No, <laughs> no idea. Yeah, what they came from, how they were made, what kind of facilities a Seven Eleven has for quote unquote preparing a fried chicken product and then putting it out on display. You just know how long you spent in the bathroom that night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we're almost to like the first commercial, and we got like five minutes to get there. So <laughs> let's go. Uh, Shredder tells Krang yeah, his plans. Uh, Splinter advises the turtles. Like every time you see him, he's just like, "I don't know about this. Maybe you should do this for like a sentence, and then we never hear anything out of Splinter." And Donnie tries to jack his alien crystal into the turtle van, which causes it to just peel out and nearly run down his brothers and father. Yeah, that's bad. But thank God for Mikey's nunchuck abilities. Oh, dude. <laughs> this was some straight wanted level, like, m- nunchuck, like, mind... Because you guys have seen wanted, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Right, like... I don't know, they, like, bend the bullets or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Half of the trajectory. And they get powers. Yeah. And he just pulls it off. The guy who can, like, sometimes barely put sentences together sure. is now like, I got this. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like yeah, he doesn't know how gravity works, so it's just like whatever. This is how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it bends that? into the like it goes alongside and then bends into, into the, window. the window. He's like Neo from the Matrix. Like he just kind of you can tell he's an idiot, but he just like figures stuff out. <laughs> like in that world, like he's just a master oh. of it because like. He's dumb enough to think of how it works. I never made that connection. That is yeah. a fun parallel. The, yeah. the Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and Michelangelo. 
That's what they're basically the same person. That's how Michael Andrew got that job. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not he just being that sewer. Just I'm making pizza. <laughs> Everyone want pizza? Yeah, he'd just be the chef. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Morpheus came to Michelangelo first and was just like, no, too dumb. Let's go to the next one. Come on, pizza, right? <laughs> I'm gonna hang on to these pills. You're not worthy. Can I uh, say though that I think Raph by far is gonna screw on the weapons because size are a strictly defensive weapon. weapon. Like they're th- yes, but if you put them in your hands, you look like Wolverine. Sure, you look like Wolverine. <laughs> but it's like Leonardo has not one but two swords. Yeah. You think he could spare a sword for like his brother? Nah. But no, 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 no. Alright, I'm just gonna be like defensive against these guys until somebody else shows up. It was like you were, you were thinking that there's just like, oh, there's two swords and two sides. Well, we'll each take one, and Leo's like, mine! <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Raph is so pissed off all the time. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, this is what <laughs> I got. He goes into battle, he's like, oh, great. Some of these got nunchucks that he can control like a, like, a, like you know, Neo. <laughs> <laughs> or a Jedi. Tell, tell at least he has a stick that he can wave at people. A nice Neo's hard got friggin' swords. Both of them, two of yeah. them, double... Well, what, I didn't want to say double fist, but the point is, and then he's got <laughs> size, and then he's got just like just these size hanging out. That's like, okay, bad guys, why don't you put down your guns and come over here where I can fight you? <laughs> My horrendously bad attitude <laughs> about the the weapons I've been confined to. I'll hit you with quips. <laughs> That's my offensive weapon. <laughs> so it really is. It is. That's, that's the only reason he's there. <laughs> he never really fights. So uh, the last thing let's, we'll just end with this is is uh, Shredder and Baxter break into an office building somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. Uh, and they're because they know that there's one big computer there, mm-hmm. and they connect the crystal to it somehow again. And all of a sudden, science. It, it just unlocks this program, the Omnis program. Or Max Headroom, as I would like to call this guy. Uh, <laughs> it felt very Max Headroom, slash, as I, you were saying. I was saying, yeah, it looks like the face of Andros from the end of the, the first Star Fox game from the, Super Nintendo. Again, the SNES version, yeah. not the 60, N64 version. That guy looked like a monkey. Yeah, You're just shooting a face in that one. Or yeah. it kind of looks like the, uh, the Master Control pr- program from, from the Tron. Tron. Yeah, absolutely. And then I was like, maybe Lawnmower Man. Well, know. also kind of Megatron. I, I saw Megatron. Some, some distinct ancient Meg- or uh, original Megatron there. Mm-hmm. A lot but of. But it's in that right era for all of those things, really. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Star Fox. Except for Star Fox, that came later. Yeah. Yeah. Did anybody else pick up that that thing was like super passive aggressive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the episode. Like talking to, to Shredder. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I'll do Just it. <laughs> and it's not like he was trying Jeez. to lord it over them too. He's no, just, he was just like. Uh, and I hate to bring this up because I'm not a Fallon fan, but uh, Nick Burns, your company's computer guy. Just uh. like, Forget it. I'll just go ahead and do it. <laughs> That's him. He's like super needy. Like all he all he ever talks about is I need more power. And then I'll get to fine, whatever. <laughs> the first thing he does, he just controls a bunch of coffee machines in the room. Look at my power, <laughs> Baxter. Not impressed, actually. Uh, thank God there wasn't like a death machine of some sort in there, and they just take it over, just kill him with swords. Kill him. Baxter was impressed simply because he was, uh, you know, he's. A I think he's feeling a little bit jealous, Baxter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like if if. 
the turtles hadn't defeated Omnis, and or if Omnis hadn't uh, just sprung to life and just become like a monster who's like, I'm going to take over the world, uh, Baxter would have probably like killed him somehow. They would have kicked him into the curb. <laughs> you don't have to need it anymore, Baxter. Uh. <sighs> Great. That's about all the time we have for today. But hopefully every one of you listeners out there has seen the new Team and T trailer trailer for the 2014 mm. feature film now. Uh, uh, if you're not creeped out by Michelangelo's face you didn't watch it right um, <laughs> but yeah comment up and let us know what you think about the new trailer yeah. there's mixed feelings out there a lot I mean particularly I think the uh, the snow sequence I don't understand no. I don't understand <laughs> truck like military style truck in the snow like, mountainy snow I'm lost I don't know I'm cautiously optimistic. I think it's the best way to put it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be great, but it's like, oof, it's going to be a bat. It's going to be a hard fought battle to like throughout the, that movie. The weird like bamboo armor that they have on their chests over their plastrons. Yeah. Yeah. Pla- nice. Ah. Nice. <laughs> I think I like that. They're just big. They're huge. They're giant turtles. So they're not teenage. I, well, I made a comment on Twitter. I was like, oh, it turns out they're not aliens. They're just from Dimension XXL. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Perfect way to end the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be the most realistic portrayal of the Teenage Mutant Turtles if you consider how much pizza they eat. Four? It's just, just dairy and carbs all day long. <laughs> if you expect them to be, like, fit. Yeah. With some spicy marinara. And they don't really, they're really bad at sparring, so they probably don't try out to do it that often. No, no. They don't keep in shape. They don't need to. They're huge. They're huge. Just one swat. Just swat. It's <laughs> over. Foot gone. One arm. <laughs> uh, and Megan Fox, she's in that, right? That's, she is, yeah. But she's not redhead. She's no. not, and there's a lot of criticism coming her way for that, but it's, you know, that was a choice they made. Like, yeah, what are you going to do? Come sure. She didn't, you know, whatever. She needs to get that story. <laughs> She's a journalist. Yeah, not a reporter. <laughs> She's uh, no Judith Hogue, I'll say that. I should be on scene right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Jordan and James, for coming in today. Uh, thank you. If you want to plug anything, now's the time to do it. No, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you have literally nothing going uh, on. You can see me uh, uh, around uh, the San Fernando Valley on my bike <laughs> <laughs> going to and from work. I'll be looking for you. There you go. I'll be looking. Uh, you got are we a Huffy situation? Is it a mongoose? Oh, yeah, I, I have a Huffy mountain bike. Yes! 26. Is, is it green? It is green and black. They love green at Huffy. They do. What is the 26 oh, yeah, stand green. for? 26 green. speed? Uh, 26 inch wheels. Ah, okay. I see. Something you would totally figure out if you were just looking at a bicycle. Oh, <laughs> 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 I got rolling on 26s, though, man. 26 oh, that? oh, that's that guy turned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hard he is. said he'd be in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> he must be going to work. <laughs> or Hard at home. Yeah. <laughs> We're in Glendale right now. Is this the valley? I don't know. <laughs> hey, are you Jordan? And <laughs> <laughs> scene. <laughs> exactly it was how Bill Banks, you asshole. <laughs> Carl Banks. <laughs> Why do you hate women so much? <laughs> that was James. Oh, Megan Fox. Uh, red hair. Oh, dude. Uh, uh, and your your podcast comes out every month. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
if you guys have mentioned this before, but you guys actually record this in the comic book store that I work at, and uh, mm-hmm. we have a podcast that we just started. Yes! Called uh, The Hydra. You can look it up. Uh, I think it's ekhydra.tumblr or slash... Well, Tumblr slash ekhydra.com or whatever it is. Just search <laughs> ekhydra. I don't know. Is okay. that H-Y? I'm D-R-A? just the face of the podcast. <laughs> And uh, what a face, like that beard. Can I just, uh, again, give props to the beard today? Odin. Odin. But yeah. anyways... And you guys discuss uh, comics? Yeah, we discuss comics, games. board games, uh, role-playing games, uh, cheaters in board games. Oh, yeah, I got some of those. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Yep. And uh, movies and stuff like that, so... Cool. It's all over the map. Right, yeah, pretty right. much. So. Uh, and that comes out, like, once a month, or...? Yeah, I mean, uh, we just put one up. Um, yeah, we do it like sporadically, a couple like once every couple weeks, probably. Okay, so great. So do we. And then also, <laughs> just come check out the store. So I can still have a job. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> store. Bye. Do stuff. that. If you're in Burbank, you know the store. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Open up a window and yell out, "Hey, Jordan!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good, good job on the podcast. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> then shut the, the window, go back to your computer, and email all your friends about the podcast. <laughs> or Instagram. <laughs> or Twitter. Just yeah. let's let's get the word out there, guys. Jordan's bug. And uh, let us know. Uh, <laughs> Jordan's bike. Yes! I'm starting it. <laughs> give us, yeah, give us the, uh, what do you call it, the breakdown of your conversation with Jordan at turtlecompodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> so <laughs> we can relive it with you. Uh, have a great everybody, great week, everybody, and we'll see you uh, next time, every other Turtle Tuesday, as we come out. Thank you, dude. Yes. Oh, any excuse to, to see you again? Yeah, like, good to see you too, man. He was beast during uh, the improv execution at the improv space. I was jubilee. Oh, <laughs> Fittingly, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Like, given the context of that uh, competition, it made all the sense in the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dan, I honestly, I felt the closest to you than the other contestants. Same. It just everyone else felt it. like. Competition and uh, you and me, we're just having fun. Yeah, I mean, like you can't make more of it than what it is. The Southern kids had to play hockey in this in the cotton fields of Alabama. <laughs> you could take off the chains when you could make a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take it off now. No, make a goal. <laughs> Goldberg. Go- Mr. Goldberg. <laughs> Mr. Goldberg. <laughs> You're too loud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. The Mounted Ducks. If all this doesn't end up on you because it comes through my nose, <laughs> it will be a <laughs> miracle. It will be a total uh, miracle. We should just start doing that podcast. <laughs>
Just have you southernize movies. Mr. the robot. Mr. robot. I do declare. You can't go around willy-nilly killing human beings. That's not how we do it down here. Are you sure about that? That's how I think it happened. There's a rule, right? I notice you have a robotic arm, Mr. Will Smith. <laughs> I have to stop that part of your body. <laughs> that is not the movie I would think would be Southern. Trying <laughs> to thinking like I'm like thinking now I'm thinking like Star Wars. <laughs> use the force, Luke. <laughs> now come on now, use the force. Tr- trust your feelings. Trust your What'd you do with my moonshine? Where, where's my jug? Boy, get my gun. You're just having Luke wrestle alligators. In the swamps, yeah, it's all Dago, it's yeah. all Dago, but all the time. <laughs> just the, the bayou, and there would be a narrator, yeah, like when he's just wandering through the. <laughs> Luke was out on Dagoba looking for a new master. I'm so tired. <laughs> Excuse me, little green man, could you help me along? You look like you ate too much of your collard greens this week. <laughs> wow. Yep. Stop taking my lunch. <laughs> How dare you, Mr. Green Man? Aren't you going to say something? <laughs> all right. Just Southern Night all <laughs> Mr. Green Man, you look like a scarecrow <laughs> with your bobbling head going around. And your burlap clothing bear that you're wearing. You must be taxi driver. <laughs> there you go. All it would be is just this southern gentleman. It would be no, it would be driving Miss Daisy, really. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Daisy, would you like to go see the porno film? (laughs) What about about, uh, maybe some more modern, like like, Taken? Taken? (laughs) Go ahead, (laughs) come get me. I'll be here. That is that his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they got me. I love him now. <laughs> yeah. Paul, Paul, they're taking me. <laughs> Just do what they said, Mary Lou. I will find you. I'll find you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Whoever's was listening to the other side of this phone call, you dead. You dead. <laughs> you dead. That's all he says. You gonna die. Just, just know that. It sounds like an episode of Mari. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If Taken was was yeah placed on the set of Mari, your daytime enjoyment. Yeah, Mari, he stole my daughter. <laughs> Yeah, no, that really made me mad. <laughs> Let's do a paternity drunk test, or uh, Pete, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, not a bombshell here, Liam Neeson. You are not, not the oh, father. Oh, I told you! I told you! <laughs> daddy, what's this mean? I ain't your daddy, that's what this means. Run off stage. Run off stage. Because, yeah, that one would not be on film. That would be a stage production. <laughs> <laughs> the recreation, the musical, maybe. Jordan, what's uh, what's your last name? Savusa, S A V, U S A. U S A. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> Save U S A. I thought there was gonna be like you know, <laughs> ten vowels and 
a bunch uh, of S's. So who's I had to say it. There's eight A's. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's eight A's. The third one has a smiley face. <laughs> and then make it E, but then reverse it. <laughs> Did, Jordan, you, you know the you band Corn from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay, think of Corn. Okay, like that. <laughs> That's how you spell my name. <laughs> And it's pronounced Savusa? Yes. <laughs> it reads like but corn. But it's not red Savusa, so you might get confused. You should just cure. <laughs> get a lot They'll book you so fast. You're more. from Honolulu, right? Yep. Yeah, and you do the best Southern I've ever heard. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. In Hawaii, we watch, watch a lot of movies. In Hawaii, we get the vapors. You get the vapors. That's right, right, right. Go USA. <laughs> But we got just about an hour. All right, before dive James in. James has to go to work. I do. Going to work. He's got to burn the bucks. Going to work. Ugh. Yeah, that's one way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> you have that theme song every time you're driving to work. No. <laughs> Going to work. Going to work. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to. Actually, I don't mind. Putting on my socks. Can the punch rage my... Day away, <laughs> stocking shelves with Spider-Man. I don't know. Comics like happens Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So. Uh, <laughs> release days, big days, big yeah. days. Listen yeah. to condescending card players. I mean, they're actually pretty nice. Who probably <laughs> live with their moms. <laughs> All right, well, this song. Like, is... I know you're making fun of me, but I really punching do holes in stereotypes. <laughs> Well, I'm not saying they don't exist. <laughs> James Buckmaster. Oh, oh. Jimmy, that would be best. That's a pen name. I need to, uh, you know. Okay. Are we cool? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're good. Awesome. Right. Sweet. It's actually not that cool. <laughs>